Hello, 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 and welcome to uh, the uh, Full Quota podcast. My name is Mpomukwani, and you are listening to South Africa's soon-to-be number one cricketing podcast, also known as the Full Quota podcast. I've got Wahid here on with Tepo as well, and we are discussing the first test between the West Indies and South Africa will be reviewing that. We'll also be discussing, the, we're previewing the second test. Um, and so we're going to be going through all of that. But the usual suspects in this on the show, you've uh, got um, the usual suspects on the show, the birthday game and the full quota quiz will also be available in this uh, show. Before we do anything, remember... Follow us on all these platforms. You can interact with us on all these platforms. We've got live cricket happening. So please do follow us, like, and subscribe to the YouTube channel because that's where we'll be broadcasting a lot on there. But remember that the next test, the second test, um, while this thing takes a while to load, if it wants to load, um, the second test will be live on 1WSR.com at Gorilla Essay on Twitter and also on this YouTube channel on the on Friday the 18th, the same day as the World Test Championship, but um, we will sort that out. Um, same as the World Test Championship, but it's good. But anyway, let me ask Wahid first how he's doing. How are you doing, man? How's, the, how's having cricket back? Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed having cricket back on my screen. Someone asked me the other day, they were like, are you watching the tennis? I was like, no, not a chance. I'm watching this cricket on the TV. <laughs> they sent me a message, are you, watching, are you watching Djokovic? I was like, no, I'm not watching Djokovic. <laughs> Who cares about Djokovic? Well, Tip and I were in the middle of a, a 10 p.m. session while Djokovic and Nadal were having at it on Friday night. Tepo, how is, how is having cricket back? How is having the Proteus back? And he seems to be frozen, so I'll add him back onto the stream. I'm back. Tempo. Sorry. Yes. yes, that's okay. How's that's okay. Good. Wait, wait, what? How are you doing? Uh, I can't complain. Can't complain. Uh, it's been a pretty busy time. I'm glad that South Africans are back to winning ways once again. And uh, Quinta the Cock with uh, 140 um, not outs. That was, that was special. And was also low-key controversial. And what? And that's what I love about Quinton de Kock. So I'm, I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. Yeah. So if you look at the look thumbnail, at the thumbnail to, this, um, um, to this, to the show, it is Quinton de Kock with that with that W sign that we're trying to figure out. But we found out that it was his friend who's had his finger shot off, and he was celebrating him. Weird, but hey, it's it's a, it's a great tribute. Remember, the next test will yeah, be yeah. So we, live. We can, we, we can tribute to friends and their fingers shot off, but we can't uh, get down on one knee for BLM. So, ooh. yeah, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. Ooh, 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 spicy, spicy, spicy. <laughs> Wahid went there, Wahid went there, but remember, we can discuss it all in the next test on Friday, the 18th of June till the 22nd, 4 p.m. to 12 a.m. We'll be live on onewsr.com also on this YouTube channel that you're watching on. So, guys, first things first, the question of the day as we go into everything else, South Africa won their first test away from home in a very long time. And guys, the last like time the they won... the first test we won in, like, a very long time. We're just, we're being, we're just being <laughs> on the back end of our hiding every time we play. And so the question of the day is... 
has Proteify been reignited? And I'll tell you why. Because it felt like after the Pakistan series that Mark Boucher needed something. He needed some sort of What's a that? response. At that too, but I don't think his friend's going to fire him. But he needed some sort of response. And this test match win seemed like it was that response. Did it feel like it for you? Um, Tepa, how did you feel about the way the Proteas played? What did you like about this performance? Oh, it was an absolutely dominating performance with the ball at first. I think the bowling uh, is what set the tone for the way we went about this. Uh, we sort of we we didn't sort of bully them. We bullied them to a, a score below three digits, and and after that we just bullied them um, with with a score over three hundred. Was that like our first? Uh, actually, I heard it was um, our third score of over three hundred in like sixteen innings or something like that um, under Mark Boucher. So. Yeah, we, we looked very good. The best we've ever looked in a while. Plans were executed to perfection. I mean, what, what more could you ask for from a, a Proteus performance, honestly? Okay, and then, yeah, Wahid, and then Wahid, on your, on end, your end, what did you like about that performance? I know the bowlers did well. Um, was there anything else that you were happy about yeah, watching these I'm, guys do? Yeah, yeah, I, I like the bowling. I, th- I think we bowled, we bowled very well. I think Lungi and Gidi bowled exceptionally well. He seems to have taken on the Vernon Philander man- mantle of, of trying to bowl into the right channels. I think maybe he's down on paces, Lungi, but he's bowling into the correct channels, really hitting his straps, lining length, bowling, very, very good. And, and he gets the ball to talk off the seam. And uh, that, that 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 was really good. I thought all the bowlers were really good. I thought Kakisura bowled a bowl without luck in the first innings. Uh, Andrik Nokia just scares the shit out of batsmen. So uh, that, that that was really <laughs> was fun to watch. And um, and Lungi, as as I said, was I, I was I was of all the bowlers, I was probably most impressed with Lungi. Even though I think maybe it's uh, most entertaining to watch um, Nokia at times. So yeah, I was really impressed with the bowling. And and I must say, over the last uh, eighteen months, I've I've given the I've given the Proteas a lot a, a really hard time for their fielding. Um, I thought that the fielding was below par, for well below par, especially considering um, that we are a nation that pride ourselves on good fielding. I think we, we're one of those countries like Australia and New Zealand who really, really pride ourselves on, on in, in that department. And I think it really took a battering in the last 18 months. And I thought that it was a lot better in this game. And I think it's headed in the right direction. What I didn't like was the batting. Uh, I don't share Tepo's um, uh, sentiments about the batting. I thought it was below par. I thought that we needed a rescue act from Quinton de Kock down the order mm-hmm. once again. Um, and the top, order, <laughs> the, top, the, top, the top order didn't fire. Um, the top order didn't fire. Once again, that, that opening partnership, uh, it seems to be either Algar bats or Markram bats. It, it, it doesn't seem to be that they're able to bat together. Um, uh, the debutants were lacking a little bit of application. Uh, Rassi van der Dissen is a batsman who I think is on uh, is is maybe struggling to decide whether he's an ODI batsman or a test batsman because when he comes into the test arena, I find that what he struggles with is the pacing of an innings. He doesn't quite get it right. He he sort of, he sort of bogs himself down into a shell and then gets himself out. And we've seen that time and time again where he doesn't quite pace the, t- the, 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 the innings correctly. So I wasn't too impressed with the batting, I must be honest. I think Quinton de Kock bailed us out uh, at the end there um, uh, with, with a quite splendid, magnificent knock. Um, Markram was good. Let's not let's, let's not take away from that. He was, he was, ex- he was actually quite excellent. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I wasn't happy with the batting. So I, I agree with you on that. And Tip, I'm going to come to you. I'm going to come to I can see you. But I've also got to add something in here. 
Um, so my biggest issue with the batting was a couple of the young guys and a lot of the guys were taking off stump guard, off stump guards, trying to play leg side of the ball. But the problem with that is you tend to fall over and their heads were falling over. Keegan Peterson getting caught in the slips. A lot of the batsmen, even Rassi van der Dissen, you kind of felt that they didn't understand. They didn't, they didn't know how to deal with balls in that, in that, in that fourth, fifth stump channel. Whereas I think Quinton being left-handed made it a little bit easier for himself because everyone was trying to get the ball into him with the swing. So that was my first note with the, with the, with the, with the batting. The other thing about Rassi that I, I, I have an issue with is a strike rate. It was very slow. It was slower than I we normally used to. Yes, it's his first time in the West Indies. It was everyone's first time in the West Indies. But there was a point where we needed to pull the game away in that in that second morning. That second morning, um, and and he kind of was the the stall. But obviously, on the other end, Quinton can bat, does whatever he wants. Nobody cares, and he gets the runs, and he bats very quickly. But Rassi, that was the pace of the innings, as you were saying, was really was a struggle to see. And 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 so that that's something that needs to be fixed. I don't know if it will be fixed. Um, the good thing I loved about it's the not batting just, so, so, sorry, sorry to jump in mm-hmm. there, Paul. I find sometimes with Rassi, the issue isn't just his own pacing. Because when you play the game, yes, you're playing yourself. It's an individual game within a team sport. And sometimes you, you do get bogged down and you eat up balls. And it's test cricket and we understand that. But I feel like over Rassi's career so far, he's he's shown the struggle to pace the test innings, which he doesn't struggle mm. with in ODI cricket. And sometimes that, for me, is putting pressure on his, on, on, on his partner. And I often feel like the partner is getting out because of Rassi's pacing of the innings. So it really is, he's a talented player. It's something he can work on. He needs to learn how to pace the test mm. match innings. No, true. And, I, and, I, and I'm with you that I'm going to go to Tepo now because um, so one thing I loved from a fielding perspective, was the captaincy op, uh, decisions. Whenever Dean Alga made a decision, it seemed to work. Apart from that one over of Keshav Maharaj after the first hour, and we were all like, what are you doing? Tip and I won on air together, we were like, what is going on here? <laughs> so, Tepo, here's your time for your rebuttal. Two are here. Yeah. What, what do you disagree? No. no, guys, come on, come on. Rashi found a distance, scores 46, and we're like, oh, well, you know what? I'm not impressed with the, the pacing of his innings. He was the third highest run scorer in that test. Guys, that pitch was destroying batsmen's lives. They didn't know where it was going to bounce. There was variable, variable bounce all over the, the show. Everyone was having a fat jaw with the Duke's ball. That was a pitch for bowling. Look at the West Indies lineup. Look at, look at that score. Guys, you cannot say that's oh, that is all down to the quality of the South African bowlers, guys. That pitch was a struggle, and to get those runs, you had to struggle. We saw that, and and the people that got runs, except Quinton de Kock, who was dropped. Let's not forget multiple times. Nochal, he was dropped multiple times. Um, so for me, in terms of the pacing of the innings, yes, on a different pitch, if if this was the high fault where you're supposed to be scoring runs like it's a game, different story. But here we needed people to stay in and the way he paced his innings i think was just right i mean okay, he so was the, yeah yeah let me ask you this yes this win is this win a statement victory do you find confidence in this win or do you think that this team and this is one my one worry is that i feel in tighter situations matches where it's tighter for instance if west indies had scored 200 we would struggle to beat them we might end up beating them but it would it would be a struggle do you think that this game kind of showed you that this team was 
on the path to winning or we're going to see something else if the West Indies somehow find a way to bat better? I definitely think that we're on the path to winning because of, of how things were, were, were sort of planned. Um, it seemed that there would be someone that would be the aggressor and someone that would be, you know, um, just staying there um, to preserve the wickets, to try to build partnerships. And that's what Rasi Fana Disson um, and Aidan Markram and Quinton de Kock did um, throughout their innings. Yeah, we could grant it, it. It was a bit slow. It was a tough pitch to bat on. Uh, the rotation of strike has been something that um, we've, we've been struggling with. Um, we saw it in the Pakistan series. But honestly, what more can we ask for is, is the question that I'm saying. I mean, we won by an innings and, guys, we, we had a, comprehen uh, a comprehensive performance with the ball. We got them out for 97. What, did you want Rassi van Adissen to just go smashing sixes? What, what pace did we want? He had like four <laughs> days to bat. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I feel very satisfied with Rassi van Adissen's performance. I feel very satisfied with how the game was managed for the game situation. If it was a different team, a different story. I don't, I don't um, because, think Kabo yeah. and I are saying that we're unsatisfied. I just think we're saying that there's a room for improvement Yeah, I think that especially in the batting department, there's room for improvement. We're not going to go beat Australia or India or New Zealand playing the way we're playing, with the batsmen in play, playing the way they're playing. Yes, this, I, I think it's important to remember that this is the West Indies. This isn't New Zealand. This isn't England. This isn't India. I don't think we're going to beat any of those top test playing nations right now with the current status. So here's a so question here's a for you guys. Um, West Indies were going into the series are sixth. They were, were one above South Africa in seventh, right? Do you think that Mark Boucher used that as a way to kind of ignite these guys to actually bowling well? Because this was the first time I saw us bowling as dominantly as we have, as consistently as we have. It was the first time that after, remember normally after the first hour, there's that moment where South Africa, you don't know whether they're going to be, they're going to correct their lines or it's just going to be the same old. And over the past three years, it's been the same old. Everyone just continues bowling rubbish. Um, Wahid, do you think that, that Mark was like, okay, these guys are 60 or 7th, show them why they should be 7th? My guess is as good as yours. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Who knows what Mark Boucher does? Because to be honest, at at the moment, I, I don't I don't fully understand what Mark Boucher is bringing to this team. Like I'm, I must be honest with you. Like if someone can please explain to me what the coach brings to the setup, I'd love to know. Because like at other times, we've seen Gary Kirsten really stamp stamp like his his methodology, his philosophy on the team. He was he was the one who who. Um, who came up with the, with the whole thing of let's get away from brave cricket. Mickey Arthur had brave cricket. Gary Kirsten had let's have calm cricket, clear minds. I, I don't understand what Mark Boucher does. So here's my rant done. But no, your, <laughs> your guess is as good as mine as to whether he used the fact that the, the West Indies, who really aren't that good these days, are above us in the test rankings. And they're above us in the test rankings because Mark Boucher put us there at seventh. <laughs> so what do you think? What do you think? Ah, oh, yeah, I don't know what's... Yeah, I must agree. Um, in terms of Mark Boucher, he's left a lot to be desired um, in his tenure, in my opinion. Big fan of him as a player. As a coach, yeah, as well. uh, I'm as not well. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I've, we've been hearing about that smart, aggressive brand of cricket. And I guess, you know, if, if I were to... I like saying this when I watch movies. If I were to suspend my disbelief, then you know 
Yeah, but it's too much effort to suspend my disbelief. I have to do so much um, to, to give you the benefits of the doubt. But it does seem like some people are aggressors. Some people aren't, aren't, aren't aggressors when, when, when we're batting. And that's how we see um, like Aiden Markram and, and Rassi van der Dissen uh, as, as two polar opposites there. And, and I guess you can see a few things, but I'm not sure what, what exactly we'll, we'll be able to achieve against the, the, the big teams. And we're going to have to see when, when we get there because right now we have a young team um, let's let's be frank, very very young. Um, with the bowling attack, for example, but um, we still have a lot to prove. Um, we still have a lot of space to grow. So I don't know. As as in, in terms of the team establishing an, an identity, it's also going to take take some time. But yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Okay. Don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tepo says that Mark Barcher leaves a lot to be desired, and I think one of those things is coaching qualifications. Whoa, okay, let's leave it at that. I love that, Wahid, it's true. We'll find it next after this segment of the game. Now it's time for us to go to the birthday game um, brought to you by whoever wants to support the birthday game. Um, so, Wahid, the birthday game is as follows. I'm going to give you two names of cricketers, South African cricketers, South African-related cricketers, who've had their birthdays this week or coming, and you need to tell me which one of the two is older. Simple? Okay, let's do this. So the first um, two players is Zubair Hamza and Keaton Jennings. Which of these two is older? Keaton Wahid? Jennings older. Keaton Jennings is older. Tepo, what do you think? I'm going to go with Hamza. Okay. okay, so the winner of this round is Keaton Jennings. He is 29 years old, born in 1992. So one when, point when we to were, we, When we were at school, he used to play against us. So, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I knew the age group. <laughs> okay, so the next group of players is Albi Morkel and Ryan Ten Descarta. Tempo, who is older? Ryan, who? Ryan Tendersen played for the Netherlands. He played oh. yeah. yeah. Shout out. Who's older? Is that the question? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Sure, Albi Morkel's old. Albi Morkel, bro. Yeah, let's go. Okay, Wahid? Oh, I don't know. Ryan Tendersen has been playing for a long time. I remember him in the 2007 World Cup when, when we, when, when when Gibbs hit uh, who was it Dan van Bunga to all parts of the of the Caribbean, I'm gonna go for Tender Scarter. I think he's older. Wahid gets it again. Tender Scarter is 41, and Albi Morkel is 40. Just with one year. Last one to be selected. Another South African and an expat, Carl Abbott and Rusty Turan. Who is older? Um, I'll start with Wahid on this one. I think I, I think I think Rusty. I think Rusty's Rusty. Rusty. Yeah. Rusty, Rusty, Rusty. Tempo. Uh, I was. I'm going with Carl Abbott. Yeah. And not just because and Wahid it... said Rusty, but because. Okay. Yeah. So I think you need to listen to Wahid a little bit more because he's clean swept the birthday game. Clean swept. Three <laughs> 0 What a win for Wahid in this uh, birthday game. So thank you for joining and and enjoy and, and taking part, guys. 
Okay, moving on to the second part of Talking about of Rusty Tyrone, did you see the list of South Africans involved in minor league cricket? It includes That's our very own it includes Dane Pitt <laughs> and and Cody Chetty. All have decided to go play in the US. Cody's moved across. Wow, yeah. okay. Oh, well, I saw that's the good list for this them. week. Yeah. Okay, because I you know say, that. Did, mm-hmm. did you say minor league cricket? Yeah, they call yeah, it. They, they call, call it, it they the call minor, it minor, minor, minor league cricket. League it's cricket in the US. Ouch! Ouch! Ah, Scott! Wow! <laughs> We're not even major. Okay. <laughs> okay, Tim. Okay, um, let's look let's... at the next portion of, of 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 the show. What did you guys make of the West Indies? Wahid, I was, I was expecting a little bit more of a fight, but I kind of felt that they're also a team in transition. Um, and the one thing I noticed was that they played, they were, they were a seamer light. And I kind of felt that had maybe they gone with Alzari Joseph to partner Kimar Roach, Seals, and Holder, they could have had us in a little bit of trouble. I was about to say they probably missed Shannon Gabriel here. Uh, if 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 they if 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 they could add that extra seamer, they might have had us in trouble because we know South Africa. South Africa's strength is not the batting at the moment. Our strength is the bowling. So if if you are able to rattle the top order, uh, it, it, it's you you're probably going to be in a better space challenging South Africa. So yes, it does seem like a team in transition. The West Indies overall over the last however many years have have really become a very good limited oversight, but not really that good at test cricket. So yes, they do look like a team who building, they do look like a team in transition, but that could be said of the West Indian test team probably for the last 15 years. They've seemed like a team in transition in test in test cricket. So yeah, it does seem like a typical West Indian side trying to get some youngsters through, trying their best to to be competitive, but 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 evidently uh, you know, you know talent is being is not being honed very well in the West Indies. They're losing a lot of players to to other sports. And Teppo, what do you make of Jaden Seals' debut as you also talk about this West Indies side? <laughs> Jaden Seals, a very, very exciting prospect. Um, he's got the pace, he's got the power, um, and, he's, and he's got test quality. I mean, he, he's taken a few test wickets and some very, very good test wickets. Um, so he has, he, he's an exciting prospect, but as Wahid said, in terms of the development of the youth, in the West Indies, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure where it's been going. It, it has felt like a team in transition for a long time. It has felt like a team without um, any venom, without any, any, anything to really be afraid of for, for a very, very long time. Um, so, yeah, just even, even looking at our victory as South Africans, you know, you're like, yes, good win. But I mean, that was expected. But it's the West Indies. Exactly. You, you sort of yeah. expect to win. Um, and, and it's been like that. For a very, very long time. So, yeah, yeah. But Jaden Seals' exciting prospects. I hope he's probably going to end up playing T Twenty cricket somewhere and and get get a lot of money for it. So yeah. 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 Okay. So let's move on to the second test preview, and then we'll do the full quota quiz after this. What are you guys expecting out of the second test? The one thing I can tell you coming out of St Lucia is that they're going to play on the strip right next to the one before. So it's probably going to be the same. Um, the juke ball seemingly swings and swings and swings and swings. Um, but I'm going to start with Tepo. Are you expecting any changes out of both either sides? And also, what do you expect to happen as the game unfolds? Yeah, you know, I, I, maybe 
I'm not proud of saying this, but I'm expecting some some injuries in the West Indies camp again because the South African bowlers are are going for lives out here. Um, yeah, I expect us to to rattle the the West Indies batting um, lineup. I expect them not to get a lot of runs, um, just because our bowling attack is just too strong, like physically imposing, and and it's it's scary to 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 bat against these types of guys. Um, high pace. Variable bounce, anything can happen. The Duke ball swinging, jagging all the time, like literally jagging, and it could be the 70th over. So it's, it's going to be a tough, tough, tough day, a tough test to bat in. But yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a, a battle of a war of attrition, as they say, yes, um, with the bat. Um, any changes to the sides? Uh, any changes to the sides? Oh, Probably not. I'm not expecting, well, besides injuries, um, I wouldn't expect any changes from the South Africans. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, great bowling. Um, the debutants, if, if Timba Bavuma comes back, then that's the only um, change I see. But other than that, yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And the same if goes Timber, for the if, if Timba Bavuma comes back, would you go of Keegan Peterson or Kyle Verena? Oh, that's a good question. I'd let go of Carl Verena because he didn't value his wickets. He had his chance, and the way he went out was just wow. disgusting. Disgusting. Sorry. Frankly. Okay, thanks, Sips. Wahid, what do you think the composition of the Proteas and uh, West Indies sides will be in this game? Yeah, I, I can't speak to the West Indies side because we. I, I don't know if they're going to change it based on performance levels or, or who they may bring 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 in. Uh, injury might change it, um, and and that sort of thing. But I think from the South African perspective, I, I think Tip was hit the nail on the head. Where if it, if it's if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Though, um, I personally haven't been that impressed with Vian Mulder uh, in in the Test arena. Um, <laughs> I I I think I think I think he can do some honing. He does fill a squad need, so I know that what um what what Dean Algar uh, envisages with his captaincy is seven batsmen. He doesn't believe in going into a test match with six batsmen, which I agree with. I'm fully on board with having a batsman at seven. Um, is Vian Mulder as a batsman good enough to be at number seven for the Proteus? At this point in his career, I know he's done very well in first-class cricket, but does he not need a little bit of a little bit more time to hone those skills playing first-class cricket? Um, uh, he needs to be the type of player that 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 if if there's a top order collapse can resurrect an innings. And at the moment, what he seems to me is is he's got a twenty or thirty or forty in him, but but is he going to get me a Test match hundred? And at this point, I'm not sure that he's honed his skills and he's ready for that. Who do you bring in who'd who'd be able to fill the squad position that he fills? Because that's we, we, we need a batsman there. And if we play a specialist batsman at seven, um it's gonna leave us a little bit short in the bowling department. The only other player that comes to mind is George Linda, who I'd suspect is actually a little bit better with a bat than maybe uh than than maybe Vian Mulder is. And you know, he's he's an excellent bowler, but the problem is that 
are we are we looking at a pitch there where we want to go in with two with two spinners? So that that's the question that you have to ask yourself. And I think the big question in the side is around that is around that number seven position because I mean it's probably stemming back to Jacques Callis's retirement where um, we've been either a batsman short or a bowler short whenever we're going into a test match. And I think AB de Villiers solved that problem for a while by taking the gloves, but now we're back into that problem and 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 we're not sure how to solve it. And Vian Mulder seems to be the seems to be the solution at the moment but we're asking him to grow in the test side and we haven't given him maybe enough time to develop in in, in the first class game so yeah that's that's my take on it um the other mm-hmm. one i i would go the other way around i'd i'd drop uh keegan peterson and keep in verena i probably think that verena has a longer um time at the top and i think he's proven himself in test in first class cricket i, I think he's the highest average ever with a minimum of uh, i think three thousand runs in south african first class cricket uh, before making yes. his debut so i think that he probably is a uh, more of a longevity player going into the future and i think that verena excuse me might be one of the solutions in getting that seventh batsman into the side because it could allow Quinton de Kock one day to maybe play as a specialist batsman. So I think it might be a bit of a trick where we can allow Verena to uh, to to play mm-hmm. in that seventh position as a as a wicketkeeper batsman. So I think that's where my thinking is: is the problem position in the South African side is probably around that seventh spot. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head, and also what the West Indies tried to do in this game was what you were saying. Craig Brathwaite wanted seven, actually eight batsmen with Jason Holder. And he managed to end up getting himself, getting themselves in a bit of a spot of bother because they were a seamer short. And so I think yeah. the one change they'll make outside of Nkrumah Bonner, who's got the concussion and, and possibly, I don't know if Joshua De Silva will be fit enough to keep, but they've got shy hope, but they've only got one extra batsman in that squad of 13. That's Darren Bravo. So I wouldn't be surprised seeing Darren Bravo come in if, if Josh I'm a, big, I'm a big fan of Darren Bravo. I think he's a really... Same. Top. I don't know why he's not playing. He, he, he looks so classy when he plays. He looks like Brian Lara. But somehow just not... not not, 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 hasn't hit the straps or the selectors don't like him. So I wouldn't be surprising Darren Bravo come in. Obviously, Kieran Powell is the concussion substitute. But the one, make, one change I would make is Rakeem Cornwall is out for me because Rostin Chase scored 60 and he can bowl spin. So Rakeem Cornwall is dropped for Alzari Joseph. Um, or if Shannon Gabriel's first chest, Shannon Gabriel comes in, I think the West Indies are much more potent with a four-seamer attack. Yeah. Um, and, and you play like for like with Vian Mulder being, uh, Vian Mulder and possibly Jason Holder being your all-rounder and you know who has the better all-rounder in that case. Um, and then, um, but the, I'm with you on the Vian Mulder thing. I think we're trying to find, I think Mark Boucher and, and Dean Alga have diverging views because Dean won seven batsmen. Mark Boucher won six batsmen with the seventh one being that Jacques Carlos all-rounder. He tried it with Dwayne Pretorius. He tried it with Chris Morris. Oh, he didn't try it because it was just only Dwayne Pretorius. Then he went to Vian Mulder and he tried to throw Vian Mulder into the Wolves. Vian, only, Vian should be batting in the top five at the Lions, and he isn't. And that says a lot from a Lions perspective because you want him to be batting in the top five. He's not there yet. He's not ready yet as a batsman. He's a great bowler and he's a great swing bowler, which is why they went with him in the first test. And I think they'll continue to do that because um, the big issue with this test was whenever Kajiso, when Kajiso and Lungi went um, for zero wickets in those first 10 overs, Vian and 
Anuk came in and they kept up the pressure because they're those they're a very good combination together. And obviously Lungi was there as well. So I think that's what Mark wants. But, but obviously, then we, I'm with we, you on... what's the, what's your other options then, uh, Paul? Sorry to my other the option point. is no, my other option would be then uh George Linda comes into the side for for cash to kind of give you that because George Linda's a number six batsman. Oh he bats in the top Dropping five. Dropping is a big n- call. But we've we've done it before looking for an all-pace attack. Um and similar to what like if you're playing at the Wanderers, yeah. you're not gonna need cash up, then there has to be a discussion, which is why I'd say maybe drop Vian, bring George, drop Cash out, and then bring in a fourth seamer. You've got four seven, you've got four four bowlers, and you've got seven batsmen. Um and then you want to play whether- you 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 thinking about playing George Linda in the JP Dumini role. JP yes. Dumini for many years played that role where he Natural. was the number seven in the side and the and the only spinner in the side, and it allowed us exactly. to play four seamers. Yeah. Yes, and this season George Linda averaged 15 domestic cricket is a much better batsman than many people give him out to be. And so that's the one that's the one thing. Obviously, as a coach, you need to think of all the options. That's an option that needs to be part that needs to be thought of. Because I don't, George Linder's the best spinner in domestic cricket this season, even though Kesha hasn't played that many games. Um, and, and so you want to, I would say it's a, it's a tough one between the two. And then yeah. obviously looking further down I'm the line, adding Simon Harmon makes it even worse. I'm I know, I don't want Kesha. to drop him. Yeah. I do not. But then it, it solves our Vian Mulder problem. Unless you want to go in with two spinners, which makes no sense um, right now on this pitch. So, but I do think that Timber comes into the side and 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 if he's fit and I'd I'd go with Kyle being dropped. Um just because I think Keegan's been waiting for his opportunity a lot longer than Kyle. But in South Africa, well, later. Who's the this fourth team are you gonna bring in then? Uh, no, no, oh no, no. No, I'd still keep I'd still keep Vian Mulder in this game. Oh, uh, okay, for the next okay. game, yes. No, but I'm saying looking forward, I'd actually think coming to South Africa for the December tour. I honestly do think Dean needs to get Carl into the top seven and then Vian sits out and you try and win games in South Africa. So at home you play 7-4, away you play 6-5. And I think that will kind of help us get get along the way. Because I think... At and home are we, we saying Andile Pekukwayo is not a test match level player? No, is that what no he's saying? not there yet. Well, look, the guy doesn't even bat at seven for his own franchise. Like, like where's he going to bat? Yep, no, right. I'm on the, I'm 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 on board with that, but he has he's the other one who has tried there at number seven. Yes, and, and that, it doesn't that was work. a failure. That that was a failure, yes. yeah. If George Linda could bowl medium paces, if he's listening to me and he could somehow turn his arm over from like a short run-up, then yes, go into the side. Like Carl Mayers, just like Carl Mayers. I need that. That's all I need. <laughs> so what do you think? I must say, all of these compositions, I feel like a kid at an ice cream shop, but you guys, I thought vanilla ice cream was nice, but you guys are like, hey, bruh, you must try the sprinkles, bruh. Those sprinkles will slap. All these fresh combos, they sound great. George Linda in the JP Dumini role sounds very exciting. He's also very a very exciting batsman. So, yeah, no, I, yeah, wow. All the possibilities, but it sounds nice. But then when, when, when we go onto the field and something flops, then we're like, oh, no, you know. Yeah, so uh, I do want to see a bit more of George Linder, though. I won't lie. I do want to see a bit more of him. Um, Vian Mulder, um, yeah, he's he's fine where he is, you know. He didn't take a lot of wickets, but, I mean, it wasn't his wickets. And, and I'm sure in time he'll he'll grow into his role. So 
for me, what I'm looking for is just some like consistency, you know, just for us to have the same team or at least the same people around the team constantly, you know. So, yeah, yeah if Vian yeah. Mulder can, can secure his spot there um, and give us and offer us more with the bat, that could be exciting. If George Linder could get an opportunity and be used um, in, in, in the JP room, Dumini role, that could also be exciting. And if we learn how to also rotate our players um, in a way that we can try different combinations, because, I mean, it's the 21st century. Um, I say it's the 21st century, but we've been, I've been watching cricket now. It's, it's modern-day cricket now, where um, you're going to get a lot more cricket throughout the year. There's T20s, there's T20 competitions all around. So coaches can't just be like, we're going to put our best 11 in. You know, because it's it's not <laughs> as straightforward as that. So okay. yeah, I think we need to be thinking about these things. So yeah, yeah, you know, you're, you're talking about you're talking about wonderful like ice cream combinations, and the problem is you've got a coach who like who walks into Hagendas and goes, "I'll ha I'll have a McDonald's vanilla uh, soft serve, thank you." <laughs> uh, okay, on that point, let's move on to the full quota quiz of the week. As I try find my bearings. Yo, I didn't Full study. Yo. It's fine. You don't need to study for this one. So what we're doing here, Wahid, is I'm going to ask you, there are six questions. Um, you're going to select a number between one and six. I'm going to ask you a question, just like the birthday game, but this time not higher or lower. Um, I'll ask you a question. If you get it right, you get a point. If you get two points. If you get it wrong, Teppo has the ability to get it right, and if he does, he gets one point. And that's what we're going to do for the six questions to close out the show. Okay, Wahid, since you're the guest, or it's your first time here, what number do you want between one and six? Oh. Uh, let's go with three, Jacques Ellis's number, my favorite cricketer of all time. Okay, so number three, question number three for you is, it's been 33 innings since Kakiso Rabada has taken a test FIFA. Which team did he take his last Pfeiffer before the one in the first test? March 2018 against Australia. And Wahid seems so comfortable because he knows it's right. Two points to Wahid. And Teppo, what number do you have between one and six months? Taking out three. Four. Okay, so question number four is a tough one. Here we All go. All of them are tough, dude. 14 captains have won a test, including Alga, this one, without contributing any runs, wickets, or catches. So it's a thanks for coming award. Dean is, not us, is the second South African to do so. Who was the first South African captain to go through a test without any of those? Can, can I get multiple? Can I get a uh, uh, a clue, a hint, or do I just have to shoot shoot in the dark? Just, just shoot. There've been a, there've been a few South African yeah. captains. Sure. Ah, Graham Smith. Let's go. Okay, so Temple Graham Smith is a good one, but it's not the right one. Well, he, do you wanna hazard a guess? Look, I'm doubtful that it's uh, that it's Sean Pollock because he would have bowled, um, and Jacques uh, Jacques Hall is captain, but he would have bowled and caught two. So I don't think it's Ab De Villiers. Maybe, yeah, I, I don't know. There was that test when he got a when he got a when he got a pair, 
and mm-hmm. I can't remember if that if that was when he was captain. So I'm gonna five, go, I'm, gonna five, go five. A, I'm I'm gonna go A B. And A B De Villiers is the wrong answer. The captain to get it is Hansi Crenier against England in 2000. It was in Cape Town. <laughs> yeah, well, there might have been some do- there, mi- there might have been some dodgy stuff involved there. We there just probably not was. Sure. We, uh, mm, if you think spice. about the odds, if you think about Ooh, if you think about the odds of you not doing anything in a test, that's quite high. So could and that wasn't that was in the same series of leather jacket le- le- leather jacket gate same series. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Wahid, your question or well, your number between one and six? You've already done three and four. Um, we're gonna go with um, Paul Pogba's number number six and he's a dick so okay so you get the second kahiso question of the day Rabada's bowling average of 9.66 versus the west indies after the first test so he's got that because he only played one match outside of bangladesh and zimbabwe which other country does he have the lowest bowling average against australia Jeez, why he come on man this is too easy for you Australia is the correct one. He averages 20.50 against Australia. And yeah, but yeah, well, we know why. What happened? Probably the sandpaper game series kind of helped him out there. So KG is the right answer. Wahid, you get two extra points. So Wahid's on four. Tempo, you are on zero. Tempo, what's your number? We've already done three, four, and six. Uh, I'll take number one because I, I need one point. I can't I can't have a zero, dude. I can't. Okay, I this can't. one could also be an interesting one. In the last time South Africa won an away test, or the last time was against England, right? In Trent Bridge in Hello. 2017. Who opened with Dean Alga in that game? We keep <laughs> cycling through bloody openers. I don't know who it is. Oh wait! Oh, it was Heino Kuhn. It was Heino Kuhn. Yes, 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 yes! Come on! So, I looked at the scorecard yesterday. Vern got Vern got a fifty in the first innings and a forty yard in the second innings. He batted us into a winning position there. Oh yes, that was one of one of the few Vern masterclasses with the bat and the ball. So. Wahid, last question for you. You can pull it away and probably win the entire game. Or you can bring Tempo in by not getting this one right. So we've gone through one, we've gone through three, we've gone through four, and we've gone through six. So we've got two and five left. What's your number? Uh, Let's go with two. Okay, this one is about South Africa's great catching in this game. South Africa created 14 chances in this test, catching chances in this test. How many did they actually take? And if you, in case you didn't know, it's a number between 1 and 14. 12. 12 is a good guess, but it's not correct. Tempo, can you... 11. Tempo goes Tempo down, goes down and, Tempo and Tempo is still wrong. Still he can't, wrong. Get, he the can't get the one because the number four. That was no. at him. Yeah, no, oh, it no, no. no. This man is a wicked keeper and attached his hand, bro. What do you mean no, it wasn't what he was there, there for? He's what there, is the fielder not there to catch? 
He's there to take catches, quite frankly, and <laughs> take us to number. That's where I'm full stop. Fielders take catches <laughs> okay, and catches Tep, win matches. Okay. okay, let's go. So, Tepo, you've got number five. Can you tie? Just like last week, we all ended in a tie. Can you tie with this one? Number five is about Quinton DeCock, so you better have this one correct. QDK reached 3,000 test runs as a keeper in this test. It was his fourth quickest in history based on an innings, which is was 83 innings. Who is the third keeper on that list? He got to his 3,000 run in 78 innings. This is, a, this is a controversial question because did he have to have kept in every one of those 78 innings? Yes. Yes. So there's some who are who were batsmen in some games and wicketkeepers in other games, but it's 3,000 runs as a wicketkeeper. So you were keeping in that game. Okay. Ooh, Adam Gilchrist. Temple went with a good suggestion and a good guess, but it's not the correct answer. Adam's actually number one on that list. Yeah, so I knew it. To stretch your lead, who is number three? Alex Stewart. And I think Alex Stewart was five on this list. It's actually Kuma Sangakara with that, 78 innings. Can I tell you, that, that was in my mind, and I was like, but he didn't play enough as a wicketkeeper. You know what? Screw this game. This guy wanted to screen this game, bro. Imagine me. But Wahid, oh, you're the winner God. of this week's full quota quiz. You're the champion. No, we'll probably see you next week again uh, to fight for your crown. But well done, Tepa. Well done, Wahid. And that brings us to the end of the show. Gents, do you have any final words for this test match? Is there anything you want us to watch out for um, in this yes. test match? Any nuggets that you want the people to watch out for? Yes, my Instagram account, at ProteaFire underscore ZA. Yes, this let's is how you find get that. so many followers. Yes, this please follow on ProteaFire. Some great pictures on Instagram. Incredible pictures um, on Instagram. And some incredible titles. What was your Rabada one? Just relentless Rabada. Nah, the Ngidi one was the best one, bro. Lumbo <laughs> Ngidi. <laughs> Okay, so Temple, what do you want to watch out for in this test? Uh, I don't know. I, I Actually, I know. I want you guys to watch out for the late night shift on One World Sports Radio because let me tell you, it's a vibe. If you want to watch some crickets and you want to have a vibe on the late shift, pull through to <laughs> OneWorldSportsRadio.com, homies. Oh, it's one, it's one WSR, sorry. One WSR. Yes, one WSR. Yes. Yes, yes, sir. So yes, sir. So the echoing Tepo or Tepo sentiment is remember the next test will be live on one WSR.com, also one world sports radio YouTube channel from the 18th to 22nd of June, 4 PM to 12 AM. Don't watch the world test championship. Watch at or listen to us. We don't bring you the live pictures. We're a radio service. So please do support us. Alternative commentary We've got jingles. We've got all the things we've got Wahid starting off, opening the bowling for us. We've got Tepo and myself, closing out the day so it's going to be really good please do like and subscribe and follow us on the youtube channel also tweet into us we read out your tweets on uh on on on, on twitter and also comments on facebook so for this week that's it for the full quota podcast thank you very much waheed and temple till next week 
please do uh, follow us. We're going to do this weekly. Tuesdays, 4.30 p.m. Please do lock it in. And yeah, that's it. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend week. Enjoy the World Test Championship. But most importantly, enjoy that second test between South Africa and the West Indies. Until then, it's goodbye and it's good night. Le sale, kakafi.